Hello, podcast people. I'm back. I am a little bit low energy today, so you got to bear with me. Um, but I'm coming off a, man, an incredible weekend. When you think about participating in life, oh my gosh, like I received so fully the incredible um, spectrum of what life has to offer this weekend. And part of that was um, a very eye-opening, like soul-shifting interaction with a man that I had been on like one and a half dates with. And by half, I mean, the second date was going to the farmer's market with him and his friends. So it wasn't really like a date scenario, but I'd seen him twice, you know. And um, so part of the reason I have this podcast is to sort of give a little bit of a peek into my, my journey, you know, in a way that is sort of real time in terms of what I'm learning, experiencing, exploring, and um, really like what I'm coming up against as I choose to really engage with life in a bigger way. Like That's ultimately, I think, the purpose of this. And, you know, the hopes is by, you know, seeing or hearing some of my experiences and listening to some of the questions I'm asking or things that are coming through for me, again, that it elicits something perhaps for you in your own journey. And so just to remind you, like this is, um, this is not me teaching spiritual concepts. I may reference pieces of things that I've learned or that feel true for me right now, but take everything with sort of, uh, a grain of salt and through your own lens and, um, just allow sort of the transmission and the essence of what I'm sharing to enter you, your soul, your body, your system. But, you know, I I thought I was sitting here this morning going, wow, like what happened last night? And I think it's like a really important practice to to actually look at things that are um, big emotional moments and go, what was what happened here from a um, more sort of fact oriented breakdown or lens because this is where we learn and to me relating especially intimate relating is the highest level of arena that you could play life in right because you get immediate feedback everything that you create is not just created by your own energy and your own choices but by someone else's as well like there's always sort of a multi-dimensionality to it And, um, how you behave impacts another human being. So, I mean, we all, every choice we make impacts other human beings, whether we know it or not. But like when we open our hearts to fully participate in all types of relating, we will feel the impact of our behaviors and choices directly and very quickly. And, um, you know, I've been really on the like last few years, this path of exploring the feminine. And I'll give you a little bit of context of what that means to me, because um, there's so much out there about masculine and feminine and polarity and being in your feminine and in your masculine. And um, I really don't relate to it in that way. The feminine is this like force of energy. It is the energy almost like life force energy that moves through you. It is truth. It is divine. It is chaotic. It is just like, it's energy, right? So if you really think about it, like there's energy is just, unless there is containment, you know, and all these other pieces, direction, which is all masculine, right? And how, how do we serve this energy? And this is like my path is, And to me, it's like, how do I serve my soul? How do I serve the energy that's meant to come through me as a gift in this world? So that's sort of how I relate to the feminine. And then it plays out in archetypes. It plays out in culture, in society. And so, you know, when you're as a woman interacting with men, 
you're seeing like real time these sort of archetypal um, expressions of the dynamic between the masculine and the feminine. And to me also the masculine is very much the ego, right? Which by the way, we need, like we need the ego, we need the mind, right? So the, you know, the masculine is the mind. It is the thing that actually translates the energy into form and action and expression in this world. And so when you think for me, my journey of full expression and authentic expression is really the intersection of how the masculine and feminine come together to bring basically the most divine, crazy Cosmo version of yourself into 3D, like matter through your body, right? And so um, let me think about where I'm going to go from here because um, I really, something that I have uh, known as a bit of a pattern of mine is this fear of my own power. It's come up in many different ways. And um, it, it, it is really like a fear of the feminine, right? Because my power is this like uh, magnetic, very potent, chaotic energy for any man or woman, especially for a woman. Like her, it includes her sexuality. It includes like her biggest expression. Like I've definitely had a fear of that because some of the ways in my past that I've experienced <clears throat> that power, right? So if you think about power, if it gets used by the ego or distorted, right? It can have like any type of sort of raw power. You can create something for your highest good, or you can destroy things. So if you don't have a relationship with that power or an understanding of that power, you can very easily destroy things. I think there was a lot of destruction in my past relationship because I didn't know how to hold my own power and I couldn't trust my own power. And so instead I gripped, instead I pushed it away. And all of those things, gripping, pushing away, shutting down, were the very pieces of my contribution of why I believe that my relationship died in the way that it did. Because as I open up my heart now, I can see as I connect to that power through an integrated way, how much more softness, love, acceptance, and actually like light comes through me as a woman that I didn't have the capability to bring through for my partner and for myself when I was in that relationship. So that was, that's sort of the most like one of the more recent experiences where I didn't trust my power and I used it in ways that were actually quite destructive. But when I think back, one of the biggest or sort of earliest um, experiences comes down to like more kind of intimate romantic relating when I was like in seventh grade, I believe it was seventh grade, grade seven. And that's the, you know, that's the time where like, Boys and girls are starting to like each other, find attraction, like all of this stuff, right? And there was a period where there were a couple boys who liked me. And I really, I think I liked that attention. And there was one boy who asked me out. And I was like, ooh. And I said, yes. Like, and you know, grade seven, you're asking me out to be your girlfriend, like right away, right? So I'm like, yeah. And as soon as I said yes, and as soon as the actual like relating became like a thing, right? Like we're, you're now my girlfriend, Katie. And so then there's expectations and then the chase is gone. And then the, like, all of that is gone. I could immediately feel like I felt trapped of like, oh wait, I don't know if this is what I like. And then there was another boy and I found him super intriguing and attractive. And so three days later, I broke up with my original boyfriend because the second boy also liked me and I started dating him. And let me tell you, I have, I have memories of, um, I might even still have the yearbooks, but the friends of boy number one were so cruel to me. 
they called me names basically like you know in their in their own grade seven words of like you know manipulative and like a bitch and a whore and like all this stuff because like they're like you basically just like used our friend and at the time I mean, that was super painful, right? Because also in those years, like acceptance and being liked is so important. And I remember just feeling like, shit, like what, how did this happen and what do I do? It was really, really shitty because it didn't feel like I like lied or anything, right? It was like, well, I said yes because I was a yes at the time. And then all of a sudden my feelings changed. And so then I changed my mind and now I'm getting in trouble for it. And I could see how it hurt that original guy, right? And I was like, you know, very empathic and um, hated fucking hurting people, hated it. And so that definitely ingrained in me in, in sort of my exploration of relationships as I got older, this like very big fear of like not trusting my own knowing and then hurting someone because I get too far down the line and then it becomes a no. And I think that probably a lot of women can relate to this. I think it also is why we get ourselves in situations where we are a no at some point, but had been an uncertain or a yes. And then all of a sudden at the no, it elicits a reaction from someone that's like, what the hell? Right. And, um, there's like a few parts to this, right? Because there's one is like knowing your yes and no as cleanly and as quickly as possible. And knowing that the very nature of relating and ourselves and energy and life, like is that things change. That you can be a yes at one point and then find yourself a no, right? And that's okay. <laughs> we don't really have a lot of receptivity for that type. And that, that very much feels like a bit of a, a demonization of the feminine because the feminine in itself is ever changing. Energy is always in motion. It's always evolving. And so we like to have uh, expectations and rules and we put things in the box. And that's what the masculine does. It's containment. It's containers. It's, it's um, you know, understanding. It's logic. And so... There are inevitably places where those two do not match. There's like friction in that. And usually when there's friction between two things, we make one of them wrong. And typically it's the feminine. And so there's definitely an imprinting of that in me. And as I've really come into accessing and opening my own power as a woman in the last few years, and especially most recently with more practices that I've been doing to really heat up that energy, I've been working on like really seeing the value of the feminine, embracing it, supporting it, serving it, holding it, um, and sort of undoing a lot of that conditioning. And then you hit the dating world where other people have different beliefs. They have different levels of awareness around this stuff. They have different balances of like, and their own integration and relationship with their own inner masculine and feminine. And let me tell you, I sit here, you know, and even yesterday, like having chosen a life of full participation, like you don't come out of it unscathed. It's hard. It is hard to play life at this level. And there are so many more levels for me, right? But I can feel like I felt like, fuck, man, this is why people don't do this. Now, I don't have a choice. I mean, I have a choice, but I don't really have a choice. Like I can just tell so deeply inside this is my path. And to participate more deeply in life means to be 
more deeply connected to other human beings to receive way more nourishment to experience more joy and more pleasure and more like bliss in this world and to really like you know really savor my life so like it's a no-brainer in terms of the choice but it does beat you up a little bit right and especially in sort of this like new dating world where I'm dipping my toes into it's like whoa okay and it's a bit wild so I'll tell you sort of a little bit of background because it's not really like none of this is about this man at all you know I think what this experience taught me was like I want to talk a little bit about sort of the patterns and things that I noticed within myself and sort of the there's some collective like energetic patterns playing out that I could see between like the masculine and the feminine and my interactions with him that was kind of mind-blowing so I kind of want to dive deeper into that and not really make it about the story of what happened, but I'll give a little bit of context because uh, this is a man, we had an incredible first date, you know, um, coffee. So like my approach to dating is to meet them very quickly um, if there feels like an, an initial uh, alignment to meet them for coffee somewhere like, you know casual easy because I need to feel people's energy I need to see them I need to be with them like I'm not like let's text for hours and days and make up this whole fantasy of who this person is I've done that before I'm over it you know I want the real thing and to me I'm at the place where like I have a pretty good idea if a date is not going to be like a massive dud and I'm like I can I love meeting new people so this will be great in whatever way it is even if it isn't what I'm looking for to pursue and also some context for my kind of like where I'm at with my dating world and my life is like I'm not looking for my partner right now um and you know even that is like quite a masculine like looking for but I'm like I'm not in the space where that feels like a true step for me at this moment because my heart is still tender from my last relationship there's still some stuff there I'm not in this place where I want to give myself over to someone in that way. And I know like the relationship that is like my, my man, I am going to give myself over to that love, not to him, but to that love. And Katie's got to get some practice and, and, and just like life in her is like really what I feel like. Right. So that doesn't mean though surface level hookups and all that stuff. So I'm in like this, this spot, right? Where it's like, I want the real intimate connection thing, which might have some intimacy associated with it and some sex. Sure. But I'm not, I'm still intentional. Right. And it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's really elevating things to a place because there isn't such a box for a lot of people, which I realized for this guy he had never really met a woman in this place. It was either hookup woman or like linear dating woman. And so I think already off the bat, I intrigued him. My profile intrigued him, right? As I mentioned in one of the other episodes of like the range of what I showed, he couldn't put me in a box, right? So like, I want you to almost like hear this through the lens of the feminine too, right? Like, the human, right, what our brains are designed to do, which is like masculine, is to assign things into a box so we can understand them. The feminine is like, hell no, brother, I got no box. I'm just a flame and fire energy. Um, that's, that's her accent too. And so already, right, you can kind of see the playing out where like he wasn't, he couldn't understand me and that drew him in deeper, because of course there is when we actually get invited into more depth and feeling like we actually want that as human beings it is magnetic and so great date talked about a lot um but I wasn't sure it didn't feel like there was a lot of attraction and chemistry for me and so I in my own experience was like okay This is where I'm at right now. I also know that's like from my own experience, I think that like that can build, right? So this is like kind of my inner narrative. And 
I really enjoyed my time with him. So I'm a yes to spending more time with this person. And like when I get clear that if this is just like, if that's not developing, I'll absolutely share with him. But also I am going to just allow myself to behave as I'm feeling and see how this progresses. Okay. Um, so saw him again and then we had a tentative date for yesterday and I could feel myself over the week, like the desire was waning. And so I was exploring that within myself of like, well, like, what is that? And also like, I had probably this idea. I think I was like, okay, well, like kind of, this will be the last date in terms of exploring if there's chemistry. And if I don't feel it, I'll share with him. So like go on this date because like, you're going to enjoy yourself. Like you had so much to talk about. It was a great time. This is where I'm like, not going to get into all the back and forth details, but there was some miscommunication around the date and the time and what we were doing. So I changed my mind because I didn't particularly feel wanting to do, like I wanted to do the thing we were going to do. And so I suggested like a neighborhood walk or something and I could, and he received that as, you know, um, kind of a demotion, which like, yeah, it was, (laughs) you know? Um, but what's wild, a whole bunch of other little things had basically, not a whole bunch, but a couple of things had impacted the way he was viewing me. And he had asked me some questions really early on after our first date that I gave very honest, direct answers to. And I find out he didn't really believe them. Like he, he had some trust stuff. And so he was like, I'm going to choose to believe her, but like it kind of got stored back as like evidence that he might pull on if he ever needed to like validate his trust issues. Right. Which of course is exactly what happened. And you know, it's funny because (laughs) I stay at my best friend's place sometimes multiple times a week. Right. And (laughs) I'm just laughing because I am so honest, like, right. I like, if you ask any of the close people in my life, they would be like, you might be too honest. Like that's, that's my work. Right. So it's like, it's really funny because what happened was he was asking about timing and I had been at my friends from the night before. She had people over dinner. I slept over. We did, you know, hung out in the morning. And I said to him, well, I hadn't, I won't have been home for 24 hours. So like, I would like some time in the evening to get, you know, settled for the week. And then I told him that like, be right back. We're going to reassess like date details because I'm about to do some singing with my friend, which we were, we literally did a singing lesson, her and I, and our other good friend. So I come to find out after getting on the phone with him later that he basically decided to read between all the lines and go, Oh, she's trying to tell me that she went home with the guy last night. And, um, is not into it. And she's singing with him right now. (laughs) And I'm just sitting here laughing because like, like, so, so anyway, after that, he then asked me, are you feeling like this is going more in a friendly direction? Okay. And I said, yes, this is based on how I'm feeling right now. Yes. And then he did not react well to that. It was like, told me I had issues with honesty based on some other things, which were complete projections. So we ended up, he called me after that. I picked up the phone and he shares all of these things that he had made assumptions about. And it was wild because I was like, first of all, how ironic you are telling me the girl who, that I have, you know, issues with honesty when I have just been completely open this entire time. I've answered any direct questions I'm at. Like, you know, like it was like, oh my God, you just based on your own experiences in the dating world, this is how you thought I would communicate. I'm not into you that I would drop hints about sleeping with another man and like singing with him. And it it was, it was hilarious and gave me really good insight into how a lot of people communicate, which was shocking. So last night, 
later in the night because I, I was going to go rock climbing. So we looped back on the phone. And then he, this is where things really um, got feisty. And I thought we were just like, you know, closing the loop. And he ended up basically trying to tell me the my communication, like in the dating world, basically, this is what people would interpret and his friends confirmed and all this stuff based on like what I said about like being out for 24 hours and da, 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 da. And that pissed me right off. And I think he was trying to, to just give color to why he reacted the way he did to basically justify it wasn't so crazy that I went there. But there was some energy in how he was communicating it that was a little bit like, you know, just a heads up. <laughs> this is just so you know. And I just was like, so you're fucking telling me that like, like I, I, I mean, I, I yelled at him. <laughs> it was great. I, but I was like, so because everyone else lies in your dating experience, right? So it's, again, this is giving me a lot of insight into the quality and type of relating he's experienced in the past. And he's also making the assumption that this is the dating world. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bro, but not my dating world. But I was like, that like I'm supposed to change my communication from not so honest because other people lie. Like, do we see how fucked up that is? So we started off on that note where I was just like, okay, we're really like not aligned here and that's okay. But like, it was, it was just, it was wild guys. It was a mind fuck. Like I was, I was like, wow, I am somehow the most honest <laughs> open like just straight up like woman has created this breakdown because I'm not because my honesty is interpreted as lies basically like it's quite a cosmic joke so um you know I clarify that I'm not interested in exploring anything romantically and then he starts asking some questions like to get clarification on like when I was feeling this when I wasn't whatnot and this was where I took the bait and this was where I'm like when I look at right so he let's just go back kind of to masculine feminine for a minute like he his masculine mind wanted to understand how this went wrong and um there isn't one thing right? There isn't one reason. It's also just, there was an energy that like, it just wasn't there for me. And yes, the fact that you didn't set a time for a date, you know, added to it, uh, the way you responded to my message earlier today did like added to it, right? Like there's a whole bunch of factors and the reality is we're not a match. Like that's it. But the mind wants to know, the ego wants to know. And I got sucked in to share some answers of like things don't do that people <laughs> like I mean sometimes there's a time and a place when when the charge is actually gone and you guys are in a neutral place where you can go hey like where did we miss each other totally but what I didn't realize is he was just gathering some evidence and um, trying to feed his ego's need to understand and that never ends well because it will manipulate that information to affirm the exact story that it's fueling in your brain right now when you're upset or hurt. And that's what happened. And um, I, I started to notice it happening because what would happen was I would think we were dropped in and vulnerable and just kind of on the same page. And then he would be thinking, oh, there's now a shot because we're speaking the same language. And then when he would find out, no, I was still a no, it would hurt and he would react in a pretty dark way that became pretty manipulative, uh, basically telling me that I tricked him. And I mean, there's some details to that, but it was like, like he just, he started switching around everything and basically saying that this was all based on a misunderstanding. And I was like, it's, you know, buddy, it's way more than that. But you could see how his mind was trying to fight for a reason that he could then change to change the outcome. 
and I have so much compassion for him, you know, um, like I really do. And that was a piece for me of like, I've been there where I want to just understand the thing. I mean, there's still parts like I can feel it in, like I can feel the emotion is like when I think about my last relationship, right? All the pieces that contributed to it. And wanting to understand and fix and change. And it's just that is a losing battle. Because sometimes there's truth is truth. A match is a match. It's not a match is not a match. Now you can learn things, right? If you're in this space of responsibility, like he could hear that, you know, didn't set a time. Okay, I'm going to note that, that like that might be something supportive in my dating, right? Or X, Y, Z, where like it can be supportive, if you're actually receptive to hearing, right? And it's, it's, it's supportive for me to truly see the places I contributed to the falling apart of my last relationship when I can be out of shame and in responsibility. But if there is shame involved, it will hijack that and use it against you. And um, I just experienced it firsthand because the conversation just went and took a turn that Really, I was not expecting. And a um, couple things I noticed in it. He tried to get me to admit that what I answered about a week ago about some TikTok I did, that that was like a lie. He said, just tell me that the TikTok was about me because he'd found it. And I just fucking flipped. It, like It was like he was just reaching and it, I had no, like, I felt every ounce of my system just close and he went to just like get really manipulative. And, um, I yelled at him for those of you who know Katie, Katie doesn't yell much at all, at all. And I yelled, I, I, cause he was going right. He, he talked a lot and he went for it and I just came in and I shut it down. And I will tell you that felt really fucking good. And it was clean, right? I could feel the like kind of high sensation of it that like my system liked, but it wasn't mean. It wasn't dark. I just came in and said like, no, you're not going to fucking say that. And I shut it down. And he responded, like he received it, right? It was like this interesting dance. But then what would happen was when he realized it was still a no, he'd go in to reach again or project or just demonize me. And it hit the point where I, you know, he would ask more questions about like, well, was it this? And I just said, look, I'm not going to answer those. Um, it's a no for me. And there's many different factors. And clearly I cannot translate them to you in a way that's going to be supportive. So I'm not going to answer. It's just a no. And then he went in to basically say, well, your no is based on a, um, it's based on a miscommunication. And if this had happened and I had actually done what I was meant to do, I, I know it wouldn't be a no. And I'll tell you, like, as a woman, it was like one of the kind of like most misogynistic things I've actually just experienced. I haven't, and maybe I'm also just more attuned, right, to the subtleties in which misogyny just like really comes in. But like the demonization of my no. To have a man tell me that my no is wrong. It was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And to be able to see why he was trying to hold that truth for himself. Because he needed to understand and to not lose his power and to not be lost in the abyss of like, what the fuck happened? Because he is not comfortable with the feminine, which is this sort of void sometimes of just like things are the way they are because they are. And if you are not comfortable with that within yourself, you will absolutely not be comfortable with it within someone else. So he couldn't hear it. Um, and that was like very eye-opening for me to see a, it's a losing game for me to try and articulate in certain ways when this is the state that that person's in. So, like, I hugely learned that lesson. 
And also, like, it really opened my eyes into why we cling for explanations because it's so scary to not know. (laughs) And um, the other piece of this, and this is what kind of really touched my, touched on a tender spot for me and, and just like my own sort of fear of my own power was he did share. And I do believe this is how he felt. You know, he said, I had not had a conversation like I did with you in years. And he said, like, the reason I'm, I'm reacting this way is because like, you are one of the real ones. Like I can feel the emotion in my voice right now. I'm still exploring like what that is, if it's like an inability to fully receive that. But also I think it's like bringing up that past of because I am one of the real ones, people will get hurt in their engaging with me because there more often than not will be misalignment over alignment. And, um, there's this part of me that really doesn't want to hold that responsibility and that power. I do not want to hurt people, you know? Um, and so to hear that and to know that that is like the source of it in him, right? Is that I became this representation of love and truth for him that his soul was craving, right? It's not about me. And this is where I kind of, I do take it out into perspective of like what pattern was really playing out. And I was offering him something I represented and activated something in him that he had not experienced yet. And so the thought of him fucking it up and losing it elicited a lot of shame and a lot of fear that he went to grab for. And um, how often does that happen? Have we, like, I can relate to that that feeling of like, I'm losing it. Like I'm losing that very thing that I most desperately want. And so I think about the power that I hold because that also is probably one of the, in a, um, how do I say this? My experience with him will change his life. He may repeat his, this pattern again and again, but this whole thing I could tell because he, like, I could just tell he, I mean, he hasn't, this had not been elicited out of him. And even in this darkness, right? Like he had not experienced any of this to this extent, like in a long time, he said, like he is going to remember me. The question becomes, Can he see his part and his pattern and take this and let it work him? Or will he make it about me and not see the gift? And that's not my responsibility. But I'm seeing that is the power of the feminine because she can be received to crack you open to more love and depth or she can be demonized or she can be pedestalized the one that got away or the one that really fucked with me or the one that showed me what I actually deeply desire and what's possible for me and I think that if based on how he's explained his dating past with the people he's met He's met the fact that he then met me and had this experience is showing him like there are so many women like me, right? Like this isn't about me, but I can feel where my ego gets scared about like, man, am I going to do this to so many men, right? Like this, like, fuck, it wasn't fun. (laughs) Like it was not fun. Um, but the other thing about the feminine, right, is like, cause like what I noticed from him is like, I think that like just his, his interacting with me brought up a lot of his light 
and it brought up a lot of his darkness. Like, you know, he shared, I have not seen this side of me and I have not experienced this in so long. Like there were all these parts of him that were kind of like down below that just in his meeting me got dredged up to be seen and witnessed. And that's what I also said. I said, by the way, like this isn't also not going to work because look at how we're engaging. If I elicit this and ignite this in you right now in this way, I'm going to do it again and again and again. And I personally, with my boundaries, I am not available to be the fucking bomb that goes off in a man's life in that way. I do believe there is a responsibility of knowing as a woman that our presence and energy can deeply awaken a man and that can be terrifying and it can dredge up all his stuff right like it's not to say that I never want to dredge up all his stuff I'm realizing oh that's probably going to be a reality now of my relating but there's a certain level of someone being able to hold themselves in my presence that is required for me to continue otherwise I get beat up in the process right I get my ass kicked and I'm not here to get my ass totally kicked (laughs) I'm just getting a little bruised, you know? So, um, it was extremely eye-opening. Transformative. I'm even thinking about lessons of like where I might be still pedestalizing my ex and my past relationship in certain aspects and realizing like, can I, can I bring that medicine into me even deeper right now? And I think that I can. And like, that's where true love exists. It exists within our being. And it's not about the other person. I'm also looking at the spot in which, uh, where I may have been able to communicate how I was feeling around the chemistry earlier. And this is still a part of like the exploration for me because I'm learning like, In the conversation last night, the one thing I'll say is like my whole system was so clear that this was a no in all ways and I didn't leave my body. Now I have engaged prior years and years ago with men who this kind of thing would have come up and it would have hooked me and taken me on a goddamn roller coaster ride for months, maybe years. And, and so just like acknowledging like, man, like how I could feel I could feel everything that was happening and I held myself in it and didn't get taken. Huge growth, huge, huge, huge growth. But, um, hold on. What was I going to say? Right. The lesson of like really thinking too. okay, connecting with where could I have tended to my own opening with this man sooner right? When I think back, because I started to close to him. And I think part of my closure was this fear or guilt that I felt like he was liking me more than I was liking him. I, you know, at what point do I tell him how I'm feeling? I mean, it was really early. And so there's, there's no rules about this. It was so early. But what I'm realizing is what opens me is truth. So in this particular instance, the opening might have been created by me speaking up sooner. Hey, I'm just letting you know I'm not feeling a ton of chemistry. I'm open. I'm still in this place of explorations to see how that might arise. But this is where I'm at. And uh, so it's like, man, honesty at a like bringing me really tight to my own knowing and compass and expression of that. Like that's another huge lesson for me of like, all right, like I've got to operate really tight. I don't know if you can like the tight seems to be the word, you know, where it's like, I'm like in such deep connection with my own inner knowing and then expression of that, that this buildup of, of, of whatever built up in one week doesn't have the energy to do that. And in turn, I open and he opens and can also adjust or decide how he wants to like engage with that truth of where I'm at. Oh, so much, so much. Um, And just kind of looping back to like the responsibility and like the fear of my own power. Like, you know, my, my 
work and journey right now is just like learning how to be responsible with it, which again is like, yeah, how tight and close can I be to my expression of truth? Because um, the reality is that my power will trigger and dredge up some dark shit in people. It will dredge up their light as well, right? But how I hold myself and hold them in it is like going to be the key factor in this process. So um, Katie's school of participating in life fully has officially begun and she's getting a little bit schooled. (laughs) But it's incredible. And, um, just also seeing like, I can hold so much compassion for him and also really hold a boundary and a barrier for like what I'm, what I'm not available for, because you can see what that energy can do. It's not him, that energy, that darkness, that manipulation. It's not him. I can totally see it. It's like a total different light switches, different person, different energy. Uh, so that energy is not welcome for me. Um, but I can also send him love and compassion and totally appreciate him for what he's given me and the exchange that we have had and the like incredible time we had had and this whole experience as well. Like I can absolutely feel that in my heart. And so, um, just blessing him, this process and every person who's on the journey of participating in life fully, especially with authentic, intimate relating, because it is the like biggest arena you could step into and um you don't get you don't come out unscathed and I think that's the point love will carve you if you allow it and um may we all be carved out by the frequency of love in our lives all right I'm back with a bit of a an update or add-on to um to this this exploration and this saga and uh really like reflecting more deeply in my responsibility for how I landed in the interaction and situation with that man that I did last night and um one of the things that you know my teacher gave me feedback on a number of months ago was that uh, she believed that openness might be a fogging mechanism of mine And what that means is that like I'll show like 90% of the cards and like my openness and willingness to share and be honest ends up actually distracting from or uh, not addressing the, the very deepest truth of the moment, right? And that really landed for me because it's a, it's a, it's an unconscious thing I did. I'd never thought of that. And I was like, oh yeah, like the, the truest truth isn't being said, but I will say, say all this other stuff of like, that's just a little bit more surface. And I think that's what I was doing unconsciously with this man was I was like, and what's ironic or what's interesting about that, right, is like I was sharing all these like regular facts, right? Like I'm staying, you know, haven't been home in 24 hours, this, this, and that. And so like I was being so open, but because there was an energy felt by him that was also likely fueled by his own stuff too, right? Like, but there was something he was picking up on. Um, It didn't even matter what my, like the truth was, he went to make it up to mean something to validate the experience he was having. And so my openness didn't actually serve anyone, even though I was just completely honest. Because the one thing that I wasn't open and honest about was that I wasn't feeling the chemistry or the attraction right at the beginning. And this is an interesting um, thing to look at, right? Because like in the, you know, rules of dating, like we were so early on, like I, like I met him once and it wasn't, it wasn't a, for me, this is a no, right? It was a, oh, this, I'm not really feeling this right now, but I know this maybe can grow. So let me see, right? I was in this, like, what may arise. And so in terms of like expectation of communication, 
I didn't think that that was something I needed to share. It was also something he didn't ask about. Like if he had asked, right, I would have shared. But um, it felt like, okay, this is sort of something I can just explore on my side and sort out. But what that did was actually have me close a little bit over the week because when I think about what my responsibility is to myself always is to tend to my own opening, right? And so if I wanted to see what might arise between me and another person, I needed to be responsible for my tending to opening to that possibility and me not sharing that truth of where I was at, honestly, was not conducive to me opening further to him. It actually was creating more disconnection which he could then feel. So it's not about like what's right or wrong, right? It's just if I was to be fully responsible for creating the deepest possible opening with another human being, which to me is the purpose of relationship, I'm seeing how vulnerable and deep I need to be with my own communication. Because if you don't say the truest thing, All the other things you say can be hijacked for something else, you know, whether it matches the truest thing or it doesn't. Either way, it's felt or it gets taken totally for its own ride. And it's a big, easy way for me to give away my power and responsibility. So I fogged him, (sighs) didn't even know it. And what a good lesson of like, man, this is the kind of honesty and, and, and deep self-acknowledgement that I need to have um, to be fully responsible for the kinds of interactions I want to have. And now this isn't to take him off the hook or anything or like, you know, this doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a yes to him. And, you know, what needed to come through for both of us to experience from this dynamic and exchange did. But I am always in the practice of like looking at me, right? I'm looking at me, 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 me. And this is what I see. So thanks for joining.